Welcome to the Lighter Church Podcast. Lighting the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. Visit www.tlc.net.ng and share the gospel of Christ today. You see why this fasting is important to you as much as it's important to me because I am calling on God to remember me and you are calling on God to remember you. And so we are all calling on God to remember our own individual persons may be together. Honestly, I see this fasting as a desperate cry to God for your own peculiar case. I see it as a desperate cry to the Almighty God for your own peculiar case to remember you and change your situation. To remember you and grant you the desires of your heart. To remember you and give you your own personal testimony. To remember you and glorify himself in your life. So I see it as a very desperate cry to the almighty God for your own peculiar case and situation. We have no other God to call upon. We have no connection to change our situation. We only have our God who can do all things. You know, you see, when your back is actually against the wall, when it looks like all chips are down, when you try all that you could and there seems not to be a way out, when men begin to reproach you and give you names that should not be yours because of what you are going through. When time seems to be running out on you or against you, when situation of life decide to face you and you don't seem to know what to do, I believe sincerely as children of God that the only option available in these scenarios that I've just described is to develop a desperate pursuit on your God. You pursue this God and hold him and say, God, remember me. Lord, remember me. Lord, answer my prayer. Lord, do something for me. Lord, grant my desire. This time around, it's not just the prayer of phonetics or phonet. Oh, Lord, if you won't mind, can you remember me? <laughs> this is like speaking from your native dialect. I'm calling on God of heaven. As long as you can shout, as long as you can express yourself like you have no other option, you have no solution, you have no other hope. And say, oh God, remember me. Remember me because I am your child. Remember me because I belong to you. 
Remember me because I am suffering. I'm going through this pain. Remember your promise concerning me. You shout as loud as you can and you call upon him as desperate as you can. You have no other option but to call on the living God. Situations when the arms of the flesh have failed you and those you trusted have disappointed you. Maybe not because they want to but because they don't have an ability to help you. And they can only say, sorry, I wish I can help. But you are thinking that they can help, but they know they can't help because they don't have the ability. But you are thinking they disappointed you, but they say, well, I wish I can only help. Then that is when you know that God himself is the only fortress that you have that can never disappoint you. And so you turn to him and back everybody and back every situation and call upon him desperately and say oh Lord remember me wipe away my tears and uh, cancel my challenges and change my situation oh Lord I look to you then you are crying you are shouting you are praying and you don't care who is listening or who is not Like the case of the woman with the issue of blood, she was desperate to get her healing from Jesus and she never cared who was looking at her and who was not looking at her. She didn't even give a damn about the disciples of Jesus Christ. She went after her solution, which was only on Jesus and not through the disciples. So nobody mattered to her at that point in time but Jesus alone. And she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I, I will be made whole. Just like the case of the blind Bartimaeus that kept crying and shouting, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And everybody was shouting him down and, she, and he refused to be shouted down. He was so desperate that he doesn't, he wouldn't allow anybody to calm him down or say anything on the contrary. He knew what he wanted and he knew where the solution of what he wanted would come from. And she never joked with it. He kept shouting. He kept crying. He kept calling on Jesus to have mercy. And as long as Jesus was still in his vicinity, he never stopped crying. When the distance was getting much and Jesus was living as if he didn't hear him, His voice went louder and more desperate because he does not want to lose his solution. Just like the case of the Sinophoenician woman that the daughter was sick and he came to Jesus and Jesus had no time for her. She begged, she prayed and nothing. She followed Jesus and nothing. The disciple discouraged her and she wouldn't budge. And worse came to her when Jesus said, I have no time for you. My healing is reserved as the children's bread. I mean, when the one you are actually looking up to, the only God said, I don't have your time. Where else can you go? You go back to him. Unless it's not your only solution. If he seems as if he's not answering you, 
If it seems as if he's saying something different, where else can you go? You see, go back to him. Unless he's not your only solution. You don't sigh and he and say, I thought you had the only solution. Let me go. Once you back him, you have lost everything that you would have gained. So even when it looks as if he's disappointing you, where else will you go? Go to him. And so the woman continued. And he made a very wonderful statement that shook Jesus. And said, even the servants, even the dogs eat from the crumb that draw from the master's table. So if this healing is for the children of the kingdom, then I don't mind being like a dog that eats from the crumbs. There are crumbs that drops, isn't it? When the master is eating, there are crumbs that drops, some grains of rice or some grains of things. All right? He said, I will rather pick those because I know that those will heal my daughter. So, that was nothing else but being desperate for an answer, even when she was discouraged. Just like Jacob found the angel and he began to wrestle with the angel and the angel said I have no time for you he said well this night if you don't bless me I will never let you go because once you go you go to heaven you disappear this is an opportunity for me to be blessed and he was wrestling with the angel of God and he was desperate to have his blessing Repronounced and reconfirmed by the angel. Even to the extent that the hip was dislocated. He never cared. I think sometimes we say in our, with our mouth that God is our only option, but in our heart, we say if he doesn't want to do it, Nain Sabi. We are never desperate enough to hold him. Like Jacob held this angel. Again like Hannah. When she got to Shiloh. With all the shame and the reproach in her life. She knew that the only place she can source her change. Her turnaround and get her testimony. Was in the presence of the almighty God. And she began to pray in a manner that no other person has recorded in Israel had ever prayed. Very desperate prayer. The Bible says her mouth was at a point in time moving, but her voice was no more heard. From the depth of her soul, from the abundance of her heart, she was crying out to God. And what was she crying? Remember me. It got to the point everybody felt like this woman is on her own. Something has gone wrong with her. Either she has gone beset. Or she was drunk. Even though they are supposed to discern, could not discern. Because she went outside the boundaries. In her desperation to seek the face of the almighty God. It's like, if I leave this Shiloh again, when am I going to have an encounter to hold on to this God to do what I want him to do? I have been coming to Shiloh, speaking for now, for him to give me a song. And this for now didn't work. 
I am going to so say it in such a way that even everybody will be confused because they won't understand my spiritual language. And so, she prayed like she never prayed before and like nobody in history had ever prayed. These are desperate people that were tired of their situation and so they desperately needed a change and so they called out to the Lord as their only help. They called out to the Lord as their only help. They called out to the Lord as their only help. They did not call out to any pastor, to any disciple, to any prophet. They did not call out to any seer. They called out by themselves to Jehovah. They called out to Jesus. And the situation changed. Old Lord, remember me. Old Lord, remember me. From the account of these Bible characters that we just mentioned, it's obvious that when God remembers a person, that person's life turns around forever for good. If you check their story down the line, is it Jacob? Is it Hannah? Is it that woman that had the daughter ill? Is it the blind Bartimaeus? Once the Lord meet one that needed him in a desperate situation, that person's situation changed forever for good. Do you understand me, somebody? Change forever for good. Weeping, mourning, grumbling stops when the solution comes from God. Heart pains, wet pillows at night, waking up and your heart keeps skipping. I'm seeing another day. I don't know how this day will be. And getting text messages that will skip your heart and letters that will skip your heart and telephone call that you like to block or you're looking at your phone like this, you like answer, you like no answer. If I don't answer now, it will begin to harass me. I didn't answer. But if I answer now, it's also going to harass me that, I, oh Lord, have mercy. This number, can this phone ring out or should I, should I not? <laughs> or you go in the midst of people that know how to ridicule you because you have not so much got into the place you had told that you would get to or what you about to get to and they look at you and they say this man, this joker has come again and you are looking at their faces to know their expression you look at this person's face he brings his face down, look at this person he brings his face down, because somehow they are giving you a name that you don't even know about till you leave there they won't call the name and they will call the name when you have left but then when the Lord visits you in such kind of a desperate situation, even the enemy that thought they have triumphed over you will begin to weep in defeat. And so I announce to somebody here that all your enemies 
that thought will not amount to anything or will not have that hard desire granted, they are all going to begin to weep in defeat. After this fasting, those that have consulted medium, those that have consulted demons in the name of their gods, those that have gone to witch doctors, necromancers, those that have decreed by the power of their deity gods that you will not amount to anything, they will all begin to weep. They will all begin to mourn in defeat. In the name of Jesus. And ultimately, so ultimately, our God will be glorified. Check their cases. God was glorified in their cases. But somehow they initiated it by being desperate, calling on God to help them out and to remember them. If you have a Bible, please turn to Psalm 106, verse 4 and 5. Psalm 106, verse 4 and 5. Are we there? Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. Oh, visit me with thy salvation, that I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory with thy inheritance. We are going to spend some few minutes to do a little bit of an exposition on this word that the Lord is giving us for this fasting, so that you know how to pray, what to pray, and how to put yourself together in this prayer. Praise the Lord. Let me also read from the New Living Translation that says, Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come near and rescue me. Let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones. Let me rejoice in the joy of your people. Let me praise you with those who are your heritage. That's from the New Living Translation. By the time you study it closely, you'll be able to get some outstanding revelation about this word. These are things... that we have to be conscious of as you still wait on the Lord and as you still pray they are the things that I'm about to begin to bring out now so these are the things that you must understand concerning this fasting scripture the first one is remember me with favor Remember me with favor. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor, dash, dash, dash. But let me stop with favor there because that's the key word I want to bring out. And I want you to be very careful about this so that we don't get religious about it. And we begin to say, but pastor said we cried and we cried and I cried and God did not remember. No, no, no. I didn't give you one example in the Bible. I gave you so. In fact, I can give you more than more than ten of desperate people 
in the Bible that went to God desperately and God had them. God remembered them. So your own case cannot be an exception. So the Bible said, remember me with favor. We must understand here that it's not exactly our desperate cry that brings the answer. You need to listen to me well so you don't misunderstand me. The cry is not a credential and we should not see it as so. Otherwise, you can get to some place, credential for me to be a billionaire. Is it not for me to cry? You face the wall and begin to cry and begin to shout with your loudest voice to the extent that you began to shout like Hannah and the, the word were no more coming out. Ah, if I have to do that and I have one billion dollar, won't you do it? Uh-huh. You go to the house, lock yourself up and begin to shout and talk, then you, are, you will lose your voice. I believe you are going, you know, you'll be shouting and shouting and the voice, the voice is gone. Then of course you'll be crying and the tears will be rushing. If the tears refuse to rush, put mentholator and some, some tears must come down. Then after you now say, I am now qualified to be a billionaire in dollars because I have done what they asked me to do. Friends, that is not what we are talking about. <laughs> the cry is not your credential. It is not your qualification for God's intervention. Your desperate cry can only touch the heart of God. When the desperate cry is actually from your own heart, the innermost part of your heart. And your heart is saying, I am talking to the one that only has the answer to my question. So, what you are expressing from the inside came from the abundance of your heart. Not the facade. Not the acting. You know how you act movies? A make-believe. No. It should come from the abundance of your heart. A desperate situation. All I am doing is to let you know how you can touch the heart of God. So you must understand that the whole crying, the whole shouting, the whole talking to God in a peculiar way is just for you to touch his heart. But ultimately, even in touching his heart, what brings the answer or the result is still the favor of God. Remember me with favor. That is how the scripture started. Remember me with what? Though it was a desperate crime, desperate situation in the life of that person, you remember that it must be favor. It's because of your favor that we are not consumed. Remember me with favor, not because of my credentials, not because of my righteousness. He favors who he wants to favor. He favors who he chooses to favor. The word of God said that it is of the lost mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. So you touch his compassion. That was exactly what each and every one that we just talked about the Hannahs, the Jacob, the blind Bartimaeus, and the rest of them. That was exactly what they did. They touched the compassion of God. 
and God showed up. It's of the lost mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. Therefore, when you pray for God to remember you, you are on the other hand praying for God to favor you and have mercy on you. It's not that you are the most qualified or it's not that you are the most oppressed or challenged but somehow in your heart you believe that he's the only one that have an answer and you are desperate to have an answer. So as you are calling on him in whatever form or shape you are pleading for his favor and we are pleading for his mercy. Am I understood? So when you cry you are simply putting yourself in a position of humility. God, please help me. God, please help me. God, please help me. Many years ago, there was a young man that took the car of his uncle without the permission of his uncle you know what young men does just to go around and whatever it is meanwhile he didn't have a driver's license and he got to a checkpoint and the policeman stopped him check his particulars and discover he did not have a driver's license. And they said, you are going to the station with us. First, the young man has no money to give. He just had an access to the uncle's car. And he knew that if he goes to the station and they lock him up or detain him there, he's already in soup with the uncle. So he looked around, he was like confused. Then he saw one very senior officer somewhere very far away discussing with somebody and he ran desperately leaving the other younger officers that heard him and went to that man, knelt down, lied down, held his trousers Say, sir, please help me. He said, who are you? What can I? Because he didn't know. I mean, a lot of people were stopped and he didn't know what. Who is he? Who are you? The man, the young man was crying desperately. Please, sir, help me. You're the only one that can help me here. What is the problem? The other police officer said, don't mind him. He's a stupid man. He didn't have a lot. The man was not even listening to his younger colleagues. He was looking at this young man, that desperation, that cry. And I said, okay, just stand. He said, no, I cannot stand up till you tell me that you have so much. What is your problem? He said, they just told you, please help me. The cry and the desperation was too much. And he said, don't worry, I will do it for you. Just stand up, stand up. Then I stood up. He said, what happened? I just took my uncle's key. I decided to go and see my friend. And now I didn't have a driver's license. 
He said, next time, make sure you don't carry your uncle's car without telling him, number one. Number two, make sure you go and have your driver's license. Thank you, sir. He spoke to the one that has the highest authority. The other ones were bitter. But he said, leave him, let him go. Leave him, let him. Who has the highest authority in this world to solve your problem? <laughs> if you don't know how to hold him like that woman with the issue of blood and said, you are the only one that can solve this problem. If you don't do it, nobody. These ones can't do it. No one can do it except you. I think you don't even know what you want in life. You have access to this God. And I keep telling you, you have access. Nobody again, as, you are, as long as you are born again, nobody can lead you to God except you yourself. You have access to him to talk to him, to be desperate about your situation. And he hears you. He's not a deaf God. He doesn't sleep, neither does he slumber. So that young man left, and as he started the car, his heart was still beating hard. The man said, don't worry, calm down, calm down, don't worry, make sure you don't have an accident, calm down. He said, yes, sir. He was still crying, even when he had been pardoned. You know, that was a desperate situation. So what am I saying? We have a God that we can call upon, and is more compassionate than a policeman. You know, policemen, <laughs> you should know. Ah, even when God opens the windows of heaven, it can never happen. 24 hours time, my life changed like that. It can never happen. And the prophet said, well, <laughs> I've said what God said. But you will see it happen now, so that you know it, it can happen. But sorry for you, you will not partake of it. And what happened? When the lepers came, and show them the way to their enemy's camp for them to go and begin to, you know, take their goods and take their food and everything they have stocked up before they run away. The man was also going. You know what happened? They trampled upon him. People were rushing to go and get things. And it was, he saw it and he said, oh, this can be true. So he was also going to see more, maybe partake. And he fell down. And people trample upon him. You know, like stadium. <laughs> people were desperate to go and have their Lord change. He died at the spot. He saw it. He never partook of it. That will not be your portion. That will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus. Now, another level of this. Do you see that Hannah did not only, did not only pray in an unusual way that we have been emphasizing? Hannah also made a vow to the Lord. I don't, I don't, I'm not telling you to make any vow. This is not what I'm saying. We are not, we are not, uh, we are not religious. Uh, I am a person that is not religious. I can't say because Hannah made a vow, you must make. No. She was, she was not told by Ellie. She was not told by the husband. She was not preached by, uh, told by anybody. That was an exceptional, just like the woman that said, if I may but touch the hem of his God. That's all. Nobody told her what to do. But apart from being desperate in calling and crying to God, Hannah said, I need to make a vow. God, if you do this, this is what I will do. You see, she distinguished herself from every other person that came to pray in Shiloh. In summary, in this 
years end of year fasting and prayer you are calling on God to remember a few things number one his promise that he has made to you there are personal promises that I don't know about you but since I got born again I have seen I have had God made personal promises to me he showed me in dreams he showed me in trances and he promised me things I know what he has promised me so I will be crying and say God fulfill those your promises that you directed to me number two there are general promises that he has made to the church to the body of Christ just like the one we read today in the promise where God will begin to give you the hidden riches that is not just for you that is for the entire body of Christ those that belongs to him that you can now say God remember the promise that you have made with your people don't let me go without partaking of it then number three covenant every covenant that God has made with his people his chosen people they are supposed to benefit you and you are crying God let this covenant of long life let this covenant of prosperity let this covenant of divine health let this covenant of abundance let this covenant of peace and joy I mean all the covenant that you have with God you can draw from them as you are desperate, desperately praying to God there is also calling on God to remember you in the area of your own desire a promise is made by God to you or promises are made by God to you and promises are made to the body of Christ that you can draw from and there are covenants that God has put that you can draw from but there is also your desires each and every one of us have desires that I, I, I have no doubt we all have desires so every desire that you have expressed to him you can now begin to call him Lord remember my desires remember you said that the desire of the righteous shall not be cut short and these desires varies from individuals you see why I'm emphasizing this case of our individuality of this fasting your desire might not be my desire my desire might not be your desire but each and every one of us has a form of desire or the other that we have expressed to God the other one is your prayers that you have even prayed and fasted sometime that you see have not had the answer I believe that that was not the first time that Hannah prayed in Shiloh asking God for a child but that prayer of that year was very different so your own desperation will be different from the ones you've had before that is what the Lord is saying so like the prayer of Hannah in 1 Samuel 1.11 I want you to take note of this she said the Bible said 1 Samuel 1.11 and she vowed a vow and said O Lord of hosts if thou will indeed took, I mean, look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and not forget thy handmaid but will give unto thy handmaid a male child then I will give him unto the Lord of all the days of his life 
and there shall no razor come upon his head. So, out of her desperation, she said, let me add something to this desperate prayer. Let me add a vow. <laughs> let me add a vow, God. If you decide to hear me, if you decide to remember me and not forget me, I, by giving me a male child that I'm asking of, I will give him back to you, which is not an easy thing, and I will not allow any razor to come upon his head. As a mark of covenant. She cried like that. If indeed thou will look my way, look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me. But now, see what happens after this desperate prayer. In the verse 19, the Bible says, And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Ekanem knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And the Lord remembered her. <laughs> She prayed the prayer, the desperate prayer. In verse 11, after she had done all she needed to do, cried, rolled, lost her voice, and all kinds of things, now added it up with vow and left. I, I believe she would have been so famished, she would have been so tired, exhausted. And she went home. They got to their house. And the husband knew her. And the Bible said, God remembered her. She cried to God in verse 11 in Shiloh. In verse 19 in her house. The Bible said, God remembered her. You are crying to God. You are desperate about God. You told God whatever you want to. When you are done speaking, God will remember you. In the name of Jesus. I say, God will remember you. I therefore know that when you are desperately seeking the face of God, when you are desperately praying to God, when you desperately call upon him to remember you, that same God that remembered Hannah, will also remember you. Allow me to prophesy to someone for a moment. The same way the Lord remembered Hannah is the same way the Lord will remember you in this season. The same way the Lord remembered Hannah the Lord will also remember you. Yeah. Hannah expressed her own mind and desire to God. You are expressing your mind and your desire to God. Your desire might not be like that of Hannah. But whatsoever Hannah asked God to do for her, God remembered her. Now, for you, whatsoever you are asking God to do for you, God will remember you. In the name of Jesus. The same way the Lord 
wiped away the tears of Hannah, so the Lord will wipe away your own tears. The same way the Lord granted the desires of Hannah, my God will grant your own desire. The same way the Lord promoted Hannah and gave him a special child in the midst of his brethren, so will the Lord promote you and give you an exceptional miracle that even those that had miracle before we begin to envy you because your own will be greater than your own God is giving you a Samuel kind of testimony a Samuel kind of miracle a Samuel kind of blessing in the name of Jesus the same way the testimony of Hannah shamed her mockers so will your own testimony shame your mockers the mockers of Hannah were so shamed when the child of Hannah became a Samuel that kind of ruled over Israel and became a prophet over the people and became a priest over the people and every of their children that they had bowed down to Samuel so those that were mocking Hannah now begin to humble themselves and they cover themselves in shame the same way the testimony of Hannah shamed her mockers so shall your own testimony shame your own mockers in the name of Jesus the same way the whole world is reading about the testimony of Hannah they are reading about the testimony of Hannah in Africa in Asia in America in Europe in all parts of the world in the Australias every part and globe all the languages of this world that are there to read the Bible they know the story of Hannah the same way that the story of Hannah the testimony of Hannah is being read all over the world so shall your own testimony be read all over the world in the name of Jesus the same way the testimony of Hannah glorified God People heard about the testimony and said, God is great. God is mighty. God is a God that answers prayers. God can give exceptional miracle. The same way the testimony of Hannah glorified God, so shall your own testimony glorify God. In the name of Jesus. Now listen further. As you wait on the Lord in this season, the Lord will remember you. I said, the Lord will remember you. I said, the Lord will remember you. Your time of remembrance has come. I say your time of remembrance has come. I say again, your time of remembrance has come. In whatever the Lord wants to do in the lighted church, you shall not be left behind. I say you shall not be left behind. I say you shall not be left behind. In the name of Jesus. In what the Lord wants to do in the body of Christ at this end time. You shall not be left behind. The prosperity he's distributing, you shall not be left behind. The glory he's distributing, you shall not be left behind. The money he's distributing, you shall not be left behind. The power he's distributing, shall not be left behind. In the name of Jesus. And I prophesy to somebody here that before this year comes to an end, the glory of the Lord will be revealed in your own life. The glory of the Lord will be revealed in your own personal life. God will be glorified in your own personal life. Your testimony will glorify God. 
Your miracle will glorify God. And all men will see it. And they will glorify the name of your God. Stand to your feet and begin to call upon him to remember you now. Now begin to call upon him. Begin to call upon him. And say, God, I've had you. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord, loud and clear. So remember me. Remember me now. Remember me now. Remember me now. I am desperate. Remember me now. Remember me now. Remember me now. Hannah prayed, remember your handmaid. And you remembered her. He prayed in verse 11 of 1 Samuel 1. You remembered her in verse number 19 of the same chapter. <laughs> As they left Shiloh back to their house, you remembered her. She did what she used to do before, but the miracle came. You will go home and do what you used to do before that you didn't see result, and your miracle will come. I say your miracle will come. Those places where you have failed before, you begin to succeed. Those things you have tried before that failed, you begin to succeed. In the name of Jesus, cry to God. Cry to God. Call upon him. Call upon him. Call upon him. Call upon him. Call upon the Lord this morning. Call upon him in a special way, in a desperate way. With a mindset that you will receive from him because he's not a wicked God. Call upon the Lord. Call upon the Lord. He hears you when you cry. He hears you when you pray. He hears you when you send your supplications to him. He said, I am the Lord that answer prayers. He boasts about it. I am God that answer prayers. Call upon him. Call upon him. As you are waiting on him, he will answer you. He will show you his mercies. He will show you his sense of power. He will change your situation. He did it for Jacob. He did it for Hannah. He did it for Abraham. He did it for Zechariah. He did it for everyone that called upon him. He did it for them all. He did it for Israel. They called upon him and he answered them. He did it for Hannah. He did it for blind Bartimaeus. He did it for the sign of Phoenician woman. He did it for the centurion. Ha. God is a God that answers prayers. Remember me, O oh Lord. 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 The prayer continues. And Father, we thank you. As your people keep praying to you in the course of this fasting and prayer, that simply saying one word in summary. Remember me, O oh Lord. And Lord, remember them even as they pray. Remember me as I pray. Each and every one of us remember us as we call upon your name. That ultimately your name will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on the Lighted Church, visit tlc.net.ng or follow the Lighted Church on Instagram and Facebook. God bless you.